When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it's not season-ending type of need. The Ravens—they're officially without Lamar Jackson. If he doesn't go out and play well because of his injury, they're going to say, "Well, we don't advance, so we can't give you what you think you deserve." The offensive coordinator Greg Roman is stepping down. Lamar's at his best when he runs a post-style offense. Watch what you guys watch, and it's pretty amazing. I think they made it very clear that they're not planning on moving on from Lamar Jackson. Whenever the offseason begins, he needs to be in the building. I would step foot in Baltimore until a deal is done or I move. I think he should have more questions about the damn Baltimore Ravens than the Ravens have about Lamar Jackson. Woo, new month, new questions. Yeah, welcome into NFL Live. Kevin Nagandi here with Jeff Boog and Nink as Laura and the crew are at the NFL Combine. There's plenty of news coming out of Indy, but don't just think about the draft. It's March, and the madness of free agency is just around the corner. Before that, the tag or not to tag, that question remains for Lamar Jackson as we're less than a week away from the deadline. The Ravens. They have to make a decision on what they plan to do with the 2019 MVP very, very soon. Well, you can't win in this league without a strong quarterback. I mean, that's been proven. So we want Lamar here. We think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's certainly one of our best players, uh, and we want him back. You know, there's a couple different franchise tags. Uh, we're hopeful that we'll get a deal done with Lamar before that happens. But uh, sure, they're big numbers. We're, we've known they're big numbers. We're prepared for that. And we've got four or five or six different plans based on what happens over the next 10 days. He's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him. And uh, as a coach, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing it get done. But it's not easy. You know, it's never easy. It's the business part of it. So, um, but I'm really hopeful and excited, fervently hopeful, and uh, can't wait for it to get done. Well, when you look at the guaranteed money, a lot of quarterbacks just waiting to see how this plays out. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson all had more than 20 times the amount of guaranteed money on their deals than Lamar Jackson had last year. But payday's coming for the 2019 NFL MVP. Total QBR rank was well ahead of the rest of this list last year. He's going to get paid by somebody somewhere. The big question is, will it be in Baltimore? And as promised, Super Bowl champs Booger McFarlane Rob Ninkovich joining us now, but let's start with NFL insider Jeff Darlington. Jeff, what's the very latest on the contract talks, if there are any, between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? There are contract talks, Kevin, and this is a team that understands, as Eric DaCosta, the general manager, said, there's five, six options on the table that need to ex be explored between now and March 7th, which is the deadline for placing one of those two <laughs> franchise tags on Lamar Jackson. Now, if they can't get a deal done, they'll place either the exclusive or the non-exclusive tag. The team has said they haven't decided which one they will, in fact, place on Lamar. 
Now, I'm not naive enough to watch these press conferences and believe everything that everybody says, but when you contrast this to Brian Gutekunst, the Packers general manager, which we'll talk about eventually here, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, there is a stark contrast. This feels like a Ravens team that does truly have optimism, that does believe it is possible to still get this deal done with Lamar Jackson, maybe even before March 7th. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but ultimately it does sound like the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are at least working toward getting this thing done. Yeah, Jeff, I think that's a good observation. You know, when I look at that Green Bay situation, they want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers as fast as they can. As far as Baltimore, they have optimism because they know that Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback for them. Here's the only problem. Like, haven't we been trying to get this deal done for two years? Like, haven't we been trying to make kumbaya between Lamar and Baltimore and, and Steve Bashotti and Eric DaCosta? Like, we've been doing this dance for a long time. And I think at the crux of the issue is Baltimore doesn't want to guarantee the full contract. They don't want to give any more guarantees than $230 million that Deshaun Watson got. And Lamar is saying, hey, I'm an MVP of this league. If Deshaun has gotten that, I at least deserve that. And you know what? That's kind of how these contracts go. So, yeah, we can talk about the optimism at the podium. Let's give Baltimore credit. They do a really good job of doing things the right way. It is a first-class organization. So I don't expect them to say anything negative at the podium. But the bottom line, there is no deal. And it hasn't been a deal for two years. So at some point, we can talk about all the optimism we want to. Show me the money. And so far, they haven't done that to Lamar. Yeah, but and listen too. We all understand that this is this is a big deal. This is a big business here, and the Ravens and Lamar obviously have dug in for a while here. So what I expect to see is if the Ravens are able to get, I don't know, say they do the the non-exclusive, right, and another team comes along and and they offer two first-round picks, maybe even three first-round picks, because we know Watson got three the the. Cleveland was able to get Watson and gave away three first-round picks plus the big, huge contract that he did sign. So if another team, say, for example, they're not able to come to an agreement and they do the franchise tag, another team offers up three first-round picks and a $230-plus million fully guaranteed contract, that's, a, that's something that the Ravens, if they're not willing to go there, then they would want – to get those those draft picks and then hope that that turned into something special down the road. But at the end of the day, you know, Lamar, we all know he's a gifted athlete. We know he's tremendous. But I think the Ravens at this point are just a little cautious considering the last two seasons ended with him having lower body injuries and ankle finishing this season with a knee injury. It is also worth remembering, though, Jackson wasn't just the 2019 NFL MVP. He became the second player to be named a unanimous NFL MVP, joining Tom Brady back in 2010. Can he stay on the field? We will see how that plays out. But while we wait on the Ravens with Lamar and the marketplace, Aaron Rodgers promised it won't take much longer on his future. The 39-year-old four-time MVP has been relatively quiet after his four-day darkness retreat until today. He had plenty of things to say on the Aubrey Marcus podcast about his situation with the Packers. Listen to this. There's a finality to the decision. Mm -hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva, whatever, then just tune it out. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. 
We can't tune it out. This is NFL Live. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. Back here with Booger, uh, Nick, just... and Jeff and the Rea. I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. Let's start with Jeff the News. What do you think about those comments from Rodgers? Well, we have to contrast what Aaron Rodgers is saying against what Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, said yesterday from Indianapolis. And the tone here is such from Aaron Rodgers that he's going to take his time. He's going to take whatever time he feels he needs. And this feels very personal to him. The tone, though, from the Packers organization feels as such, uh, both privately and publicly, by the way, that they're not going to kiss the ring of Aaron Rodgers anymore to the point where they plead with him that we need you back. We have to have you back. Quite the contrary. Brian Gutekunst instead stood up there and said, Jordan Love is ready to be a starter in the NFL, and we would love to see him as a starter in the NFL. In fact, when he was asked, point blank, do you want Aaron Rodgers to be your starting quarterback? He said, we'll have to have those discussions with Aaron Rodgers and see if he's the right fit. If Rodgers on the other side of this is saying things like, you know, I'll take my time, I got to do what I got to do, it feels like we are destined for a breakup. It's not inevitable. Things can change, but right now certainly feels like that's the direction we're going. Yeah, Jeff, definitely feels that way. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like every television across the country had to turn their volume up um, when Rodgers was speaking because it was very soft and, and subdued and quiet. And listen, at the end of the day, this <laughs> retreat, whatever it is, People just want to know, are you going to play football? Do you want to be a football player for the Packers? And I guarantee you this, the Packers, they want Aaron Rodgers to stop playing around and, and doing all these things. Just tell us, do you want to be the starting quarterback here? Do you want to come in day one of training camp? Do you want to help build these young guys up and be the MVP quarterback that, that we know that you are? Take us to the promised land to a Super Bowl. If not... We are willing to part ways. I feel like this situation right now, people are fed up with it, and I guarantee the people in that building are over it. So at the end of the day, I think the divorce is coming, and Aaron Rodgers will find out where he wants to play, and then he can do whatever. Now, Nick, you're just talking about the Packers situation. Booger, if Rodgers decides to play this season, should a contending team still trade for the 39-year-old considering this back and forth and it feels like every single day we're hanging on the edge on what Aaron Rodgers feels that day on whether he's going to play or not. Absolutely, Kev, because he's still a very good quarterback. I, I think lost in all the mm -hmm. drama, lost in everything, is that we're less than 400 days removed from Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP. Think about that. Let that set in. Of all the drama and all the darkness rooms and all, we're up in Oregon hanging out and we're talking nice and soft with the fire in the background on a the, on the podcast, he's still less than 400 days removed from winning an NFL MVP. So yeah, Kevin, if you're a contender, if you're Carolina, if you're uh, the Jets, if you're the Raiders, you, you, you sell the farm to get Aaron Rodgers because to me, He's still a top 10 quarterback in football, regardless of all the drama. I don't care. He's got more drama than anybody care, but when the ball is snapped, to me, uh, broken thumb excluded, he's still a very good quarterback. Uh, yeah, you can't argue with his talent. We just didn't see a great season a year ago. Um, we will see how this plays out. Sell the farm. That's interesting. We will see how that continues. Boog, stand by Nink as well. We've got other news coming in, and that is centered around the combine and other 
Developing news, Athens police in Georgia have issued an arrest warrant for former Georgia star Jalen Carter. The NFL prospect faces misdemeanor counts of reckless driving and racing in the January 15th wreck that killed offensive lineman Devin Willock and recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix. Carter, who had been due to speak to reporters at the NFL scouting combine in Indy today, instead released this statement, quote, this morning, I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. For much more on this developing story, NFL insider Dan Graziano joining us now from the Combine. Dan, what more can you tell us on the situation with Jalen Carter? Look, we're at the Combine, right? This is where teams gather information and try and decide about players how high they want to draft them. Do they want to draft them at all? So this is the kind of thing that obviously for, you know, it's it, stating the extremely obvious, sends up red flags and, and makes some teams a little more reluctant, even on a prospect with Jalen Carter's incredible talent. Kevin, we're talking about a guy who is good enough to potentially be the number one pick in the entire draft, uh, and now teams are going to have to take this into account. Now, he says he'll be cleared of any criminal wrongdoing, if he is versus if he's not, that will go a long way toward determining how teams end up processing this as well. So there needs to be more information than just what we've gotten today. And when I talk to teams, uh, people with teams around here in Indianapolis, that's pretty much the reaction I'm getting. We need more information. But obviously, it's not a good thing. Obviously, it's a terrible thing in, in the real world. But as it pertains to the football and the draft, it's not a good thing for Jalen Carter's prospects. One interesting thing, Kevin, I did find out today or, or talk to a, a league official about today, they don't generally impose personal conduct policy discipline on players for any transgressions or incidents that happened prior to them entering the league. So it would probably break precedent if the league were to take some sort of action that would keep Jalen Carter off the field uh, as a rookie. Something worth watching, but um, it, would, it would be uh, breaking with precedent if they did that. Uh, you mentioned the town of Carter. By the way, he is the number one player on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s big board. Dan, thank you so much. We're just getting started here on NFL Live after the injury bug hit all three QBs for the 49ers. Who will make their resurgence this upcoming season? Jeff tells us why the door is open for Trey Lance in San Francisco. Plus, all the talk surrounding the Bears has been about their quarterback. But here why Booger thinks it's the opposite side of the ball Chicago should be concerned about. That's ahead. This is NFL Live. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. 
They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. NFL Live is brought to you by The Mandalorian. Now streaming. New episodes Wednesdays. Only on Disney+. Plus. You can't count Brock out. It's better than what we saw from Trey Lance. It's better than what we saw from Jimmy G. Better than anybody could have imagined. That's why he has this team rolling and primed for an NFC Championship matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's what they're up against. This season, no pass rush has been as dominant as the Eagles. Hits, fumbles the ball. You know, my arm just felt like it stretched out. Just pain, really, all over. The test today showed a tear. Doctors are recommending that he has surgery. You know, most accurate quarterback on the 49ers wasn't their former NFC champion QB or the third overall pick they traded up for, but Mr. Irrelevant himself. Brock Purdy posted the best completion percentage above expectation on the team last season, right near the NFL average. Niners GM John Lynch and Indy yesterday had this to say about his quarterback situation. I'm watching Trey out there. Uh, taking drops each day. I don't see a limp. Uh, it's not to say he's 100%, but he's he's really recovering well. He's he's got to play, and that's that's the that's the you know the the biggest challenge. We got a team that's ready to go now. He's got to he's got to get out there and play. Brock got that opportunity this year. He grabbed it. He did great things. You know, we'll see at some point. You know how we get Trey that opportunity because we very much believe in who he is as a person uh, and who he is as a quarterback. So you know. We'll see, and yeah, you, we, we may have to look into the quarterback market in addition to Brock and Trey to insulate ourselves from, from whatever may happen. That is key back here with Booger Nink and Jeff. Before we talk about the quarterbacks on the field, let's get an update here on the health status, specifically with Trey and Brock. Jeff, what can you tell us? Trey Lance Kev is expected to be cleared in time for OTA, so he should have the entirety of the offseason to try to reclaim that number one spot. Brock Purdy, meanwhile, had his surgery delayed due to swelling in his elbow. Ultimately, uh, once he has that surgery, it should be a six-month timeline until he's fully healed. That would put him really in August, inching closer toward the start of the season. He would be able to start throwing three months after surgery. That's the likelihood uh, of that timeline, but ultimately not able to compete perhaps with Trey Lance for that starting job until August. So a big opportunity ahead for Trey Lance. Jeff, thank you so much. When you look at the, the young quarterbacks, 
Listen, we have yet to see Trey Lance actually play a full season, but Brock Purdy showed a lot of promise. Where's your confidence, Boog, right now, especially with these two young quarterbacks coming off injuries? Yeah, my confidence is extremely high, and I think this may be the best of both worlds for the 49ers because they have a lot invested in Trey Lance, and Trey Lance is going to get all the reps in the offseason, OTAs and minicamp, and he's going to prepare and go into the season as if he's the starting quarterback, and they're probably going to give him some starts early on because even though that timeline that Jeff laid out where Brock Purdy says six months, it's going to take him a little time to get up to speed. So Trey Lance is going to get the next six or seven months to prove he's gotten better because, quite frankly, when we saw him on the field, he wasn't very good. And if Trey Lance can't do it, now you have Brock Purdy, who by the beginning of September, October, whenever he's ready to go, you know what he did last season. You know he can, he's able to step in and throw the football down the field and run this offense. What are they reel off? 9, 10, 11 wins in a row? So I think this is the best of both worlds because they have to figure out what they have in Trey Lance because it wasn't very good last year, but they know that if and when Brock Purdy gets healthy, he can run the show, and they're insulated, as John Lynch said. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Boog. I think he's, he's correct on everything that he just said. So you have your high draft pick, your first-round pick, had the leg injuries coming back. He'll, he'll be good to go through the offseason. You have him there for minicamp. You have him there for OTAs so he can regain the confidence back in his leg. And then you have your backup quarterback who just had a, an elbow surgery. And look, elbow, elbows like a pitcher. You're not going to be able to come back six months and just be 100%. So giving him a little bit of time to and Purdy to rehab that thing, and then you have Trey Lance there as your starting quarterback. It doesn't make sense to go out and to go get anything else, right? We know that the, the market for quarterbacks is very high. It's very competitive right now. So they're not in the market. They got two great quarterbacks right now. You know you have Brock Purdy that's right there behind Trey Lance, so we'll see what Trey Lance has. If he doesn't work out, you go to Brock Purdy in October if he's ready to go. It also helps that you got guys like Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey all right there. The Niners skill players, <laughs> by the way, averaged the most yards after catching the league last year. So that helps any quarterback that comes on board and is healthy moving forward. Next, we'll head to the NFL Combine where our very own Dan Graziano spoke with Bears GM Ryan Poles about what improvement he needs to see from Justin Fields this offseason. That's up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Time now to read and react starting at the Combine where Will Anderson Jr. spoke about the upcoming transition to the NFL. It's about what you have in here. 
And that's what's carried me to this point in my life. Always knowing that whatever I got going on, my mentality, my mindset, is not going to change. And that's what I approach during the, what we can practice, and that's what I approach in the game. Football is all about embracing the change. So, you know, no matter, you know, what type of defense I get in, I'm going to adapt to it, and I'm going to be able to embrace the change and embrace the challenge that's there and, you know, learn the lessons that come with it. And that's what I'm very excited about, just whatever defense I get in, learning how to operate throughout it and uh, having fun doing it. Young man was a stud at Alabama. Nink, what would a team be getting if they select Will Anderson Jr. in the draft? Versatile pass rusher, a guy that could play 34-43, inside backer, outside backer. I mean, listen, when you're 6'4", 245 pounds as a young man, he's still developing. So I do believe that they're going to, whoever picks him, they're going to get a guy that can get after the quarterback and stop the run. It's hard to find these days. Okay, let's go to the Colts where they pick fourth overall. Here's head coach Shane Steichen, the new head coach, on his approach to developing his new quarterback. I think it's the obsession. Some of these guys, like, you got to love it. You got to be obsessed with it. You got to be first one in, last one to leave. Like, these guys in Philly know. I mean, Jalen was in there at freaking 6 o'clock. He'd be in there till 9.30. And I'm like, that's what it looks like. Like, you want to play in this league for a long time and be successful, like, you got to have that mindset every single day that I'm going to give it everything I got and be the best I can. Steichen talking about Jalen Hurts during his time in Philly. Booger, what makes the most sense if that is what Steichen is looking for? They need a quarterback, Kev. They're going to have to go get one, and I think it's Bryce Young. To me, don't overthink it. Yes, he's small. Yes, he's slight of frame. But, Kev, the quarterback position is about accuracy and delivering the football on time and your decision-making. Indy needs a quarterback. Enough of the retreads, enough of the Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Go get your quarterback. And to me, the best quarterback in the draft is Bryce Young. Colts pick at four. Houston, they pick at two, where new head coach D'Amico Ryan spoke today about his plans at quarterback. All right, quarterback, we have one quarterback on the roster. Right? So we have to add to that position, and we'll do it through free agency in the draft. We have to add two guys to our roster. So looking to find the best guys that we can add. And then there's a good group of quarterbacks in free agency and in the draft. Jeff, what should the Texans do at quarterback when they pick at number two? Well, this is a fascinating one, Kev, because of the ammunition they currently have. 12 draft picks, two in the first round, one in the second, two in the third. They have the, the ammunition to move up to number one if they wanted to, say, get Bryce Young. But picking at second overall, if they decide that there's other quarterbacks, perhaps, that they like as much or better than Young, they could stay put and get their guy and continue to load up. But again, so many options on the table for the Texans. And by the way, can we just think about the amount of trade leverage that the Bears currently have with that first overall pick, the month leading up to this draft, is going to be fascinating. Jeff knows TV because it's a fantastic segue as we go to Chicago where all signs point to the Bears sticking with Justin Fields as their quarterback and trading away that number one overall pick. NFL insider Dan Graziano met with Bears GM Ryan Poles this morning to get more insight on what their plans are. Take a listen. All right, Ryan, you said yesterday the plan has been to, to go build around Justin Fields, but also you're going to do due diligence on the quarterbacks here. What's that process like, and, and what kind of thing would you have to see in order to, I guess, change that plan? Right, you just want to spend time with some of these prospects, get to know what they're all about, their makeup, uh, to see if that matches what you see on tape. Um, for us, you know, we're in a unique situation with, with Justin in-house and 
we believe in his development. We got to continue to build around him. He's got to continue to develop himself. Um, but at the same time, we just want to take a peek and make sure we're doing the work. That's our job as, as a front office. You also said that you've been in touch with Justin about the process and keeping him updated. What are those conversations like? Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think it's it's respect uh, for your players, for your locker room, just to have the conversation let them know what we're doing um, and also let them know if there's anything that's changing in the process um, that we'll keep them up to speed and not keep them in the dark. Assuming it is him and that you're building around him, what kind of things do you need to see from him this offseason in terms of work and in terms of improvement? Yeah, just continue to develop as a quarterback, you know, and that's just situational ball. That's um, being able to read coverages quicker, um, be decisive in his decision making, and continue to do the, the awesome things that he was doing with his legs as well. Having the top pick, if you, if you don't use it on a quarterback, sometimes you do hear from teams. Have you already had those conversations with teams interested in maybe moving up? Yeah, there's, there's uh, those initial conversations of, of teams that are interested um, in moving up and doing different things. So that's kicked off here, and we'll continue to have them this week. What kind of, I mean, what kind of timetable do you have on that? Do you have to get through this whole week and reassess? Yeah, you have to get through this week because uh, at the end of the day for us and our process, it's a little bit of a numbers game in terms of you know, where you can go back to and still get some of the players that you're interested in. So we'll get through this. I think the biggest part of the combine is, is the medical um, on top of spending time with them and getting to know some of these players. So we'll do that, finish up this week, huddle up when we get back to Chicago and uh, start making some decisions. Is it your preference to move down from one if you can, assuming you're not going to you know, use that pick on a quarterback? Yeah, it could, it could be. I mean, we're going to evaluate it. You know, there's also the scenario where, you know, there's some really good uh, players that aren't quarterbacks that, you know, might impact our locker room, our culture, as well as being impact players on the field. So we have to weigh all of that before we make a decision. Sounds like Polish just said, yeah, I got leverage. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to trade down. Let's just value everybody, right? They also have Justin Fields through at least 2025. And take a look at this. By far the most cap space in the league, over 30 million more than any other team at the moment. If they really want to want to spend the money, they will not be outspent this offseason in all likelihood for a specific player. Back with the guys, Nick. For this segment, I'm making you the GM of the Bears. What would you do with that number one overall pick? I would trade back. I would try and have two firsts and two seconds. So they have eight picks right now total in this draft. I would try and end up with about 10 total picks. That means you have a lot of youth coming in. You're going to have really good talent in those first two rounds. So you try and load up. You try and give your offense a little bit more weaponry, and you load up for Justin Fields. You give him some more weapons, more protection up front. Yeah, Nick, I hear you. I, I think you make a good point about the picks and trying to rebuild a team through the draft. I also think that there is a floor where you, you don't want to go beyond. And to me, that floor is probably four or five because even if you're going to trade the top pick, you want to make sure you still get a player you can build around on defense because that's where the issue is. Even though everybody focuses on the offense and Justin Fields, and I understand all the questions there, they still have to play better defense. And I think if they can leave this draft to your point, with some picks and Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, I think Ryan Poles will have done his job tenfold. And so hopefully that's what they can do. Have to change the outlook of that defense. Boog, completely agree here. But the timing of this for a potential trade. Jeff, it's March 1st. The draft is at the end of April. When do you think a decision will be made on a trade? 
They've got time. Jared Goff, going back to when the Rams traded for him to number one overall, they didn't do it until mid-April because, quite frankly, you want to make sure everything is still playing out exactly as you planned. But, Nink, can we go take a class in sales and negotiations? Two more picks? This is an unprecedented amount of leverage right now. The Bears could literally trade to two and then to four. They could leave this draft with literally every single pick in the entire draft if they wanted to. That might be an oversell. <laughs> okay, yeah, That's we, we won't oversell. see a Ricky Williams trade. I, I, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I would be shocked if we were to see that. But to your point, you have the leverage there because you have multiple teams trying to get multiple quarterbacks in a draft where yes. specifically in the yes. top ten, we could see go four go off the board. So we will see how that plays out. A lot of holes to fill, though, with that Bears roster. So Ryan Poles will be very busy. Up next after another early playoff exit and losing their offensive coordinator, what is next for Dallas? We'll hear from head coach Mike McCarthy on what we can expect to see from this Cowboys offense next season. Stay tuned. This is NFL Live. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Kevin Agati back with you. The XFL's back Saturday night on FX as the Sea Dragons take on the Vipers. Coverage continues Sunday on FX. The Battle Hawks square off against the Defenders, one Eastern, then it's the Guardians and Renegades. Then cap off your day with the Brahmas and Roughnecks on ESPN2, ESPN Deportes at 8 Eastern. Every game also available on ESPN+. Time now for top storylines, starting with Georgia defensive end Jalen Carter. Jeff Darlington, what more can you tell us about this situation? Indianapolis, as Jalen Carter has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member, the athens Clark County Police Department has issued an arrest warrant and uh, it alleges that Carter was racing his Jeep against a, a Ford Expedition, ultimately leading to the wreck. So something that we will be keeping a very close eye on, obviously more than just how this impacts the NFL draft, but how it impacts Jalen Carter's life. Derek Carr now visiting with teams in Indianapolis for a potential landing spot as he is now a free agent at 31 years old with Pro Bowls on his resume. He has been meeting with the Carolina Panthers, but also taking second meetings with both the Saints and the Jets. So Carr essentially narrowing it down to who he will choose and hoping that whoever he chooses also wants to choose him. 
Rand Carthon, the new general manager of the Titans, giving somewhat of an endorsement to Ryan Tannehill, saying that he loves what Tannehill has been doing this offseason, rehabbing, rehabbing his injured ankle in Nashville. Ultimately says that uh, Tannehill is under contract right now. Some dreaded words that every quarterback doesn't want to hear from the general manager. But he did say that moving forward, he anticipates that Tannehill will be a part of the team. We will see if that remains the case for the remainder of the offseason. Jeff, Jeff, thank you so much for a second straight year. The Cowboys season ended with a playoff loss of the 49ers. And since then, the team has made some coaching changes to the offense. Kellen Moore out. Brian Schottenheimer in as the OC. Mike McCarthy, though, will call the plays and wait in earlier today on what to expect. Well, I don't see Dak talking to himself in the quarterback room. That's what you're saying. I, I think, number one, it, we all can use a new voice. We obviously, as an organization, myself included, uh, feel very strongly about him as our future. And uh, we will definitely build this thing around him. How will it look differently? I don't know. I mean, well, I guess we'll wait and see. There's some things that conceptually that, that I'll believe in more in situational football than, than may have happened in the last you know three years. You know, you look at all those things. So... Uh, but I'm really looking forward to the critique from you uh, of, of how, how different it is. Yeah, all smiles there. The Cowboys haven't been to a conference championship since the days of Aikman, Emmett, and Irvin. This isn't the company you expect America's team to keep here. Here are the teams that haven't reached a conference championship since 1996. Not a lot of recent success with this group of six. Back here with the guys. And Booger, let's start with you. All right, so you make some changes on the play calling, but what other things do you need to see change with this offense this offseason so they have a deeper run in the postseason? I think they need additional playmakers, Kev. I mean, let's just think about this. At the end of the season, it was C.D. Lamb left, C.D. Lamb right, forcing the football to him, and then trying in a way to get the football to Tony Pollard. They need another wide receiver. Oh, let's wait a minute. They had one in Amari Cooper, but they traded him away for a bag of peanuts. So hopefully they can rectify that situation this offseason, find an additional playmaker. That way the pressure is not on the connection of Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb to make every single play. I like what they're doing defensively. I like that Dan Quinn is back, but that offense has to continue to take the next step. I'm not concerned about how many points they score because we saw them in a playoff game against Dallas. They didn't have enough playmakers, so hopefully they address that this offseason. Yeah, I'm going to stay with the offense on this one as well. You look at their offensive line, and in the last three years, 2022, just pass protection. Dak has been under pressure. He's 28th in the league in pass protection in 22, 23rd in the NFL in 21, and 26th in 2020. So if you're a quarterback, I don't care who you are. If you're under pressure and you don't have time, it's going to force your process. It's going to make you throw balls into coverage. So first and foremost, they need to make sure they go get some youth at that offensive line. You think back to Kansas City when they had a bunch of pressure under Mahomes. What did they do? They went out. They went and grabbed some pieces. They tried to shore up that front because you got to have protection. you got to protect the quarterback. That's vital in the NFL. Jeff, uh, as for the team and the options that they had this offseason, they've got some decisions to make here when it comes to the franchise tag. What are you uh, hearing? Right. Well, Stephen Jones did reiterate at the scouting combine they anticipate using the franchise this year. 
the franchise tag. But I will say that a lot of people have been expecting Tony Pollard to be the guy to get the tag. Jones saying maybe that's not the case. They could look to use it on Dalton Schultz, the team's tight end, who obviously also is hitting free agency. Uh, there's been a thought that maybe they tag Pollard, let Schultz kind of feel out free agency, and ultimately see if they can sign him to a long-term deal. Still some decisions to be made there, but in general, it feels like the potential for a really big offseason when it comes to the running back position in Dallas. We know that Ezekiel Elliott is going on the hook to make a lot of money this year. This would be the potential out for the team this offseason. Pollard also coming off of an injury of his own. So some really tough decisions at the running back spot, starting with whether to tag Pollard before that March 7th deadline. We started this Cowboys conversation on how long it's been since the Cowboys played in the NFC Championship. Neither Tony Pollard nor CeeDee Lamb had been born yet. It's been a while. And after the break, with some key pieces set to become free agents, could it be one and done for the Eagles? Hear what Philly GM Howie Roseman has to say about the expectations for next season. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. UFC 285 comes your way Saturday night, and it's another stacked car with two title fights, highlighted by the long-awaited return of John Jones, the main card. Begins 10 Eastern on pay-per-view with the prelims at 8 Eastern on ESPN. ESPN Deportes and ESPN Plus to order the main card in English and Spanish. Go to ESPNPlus.com slash PPB. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. It's frustrating not to win, but it is what it is. Move on. Just look yourself in the mirror and be able to learn from everything. See, we only get one shot. And even when you get beat down, come back like the sunrise. I got no doubt that we'll be back. Well, that road back to a Super Bowl after a loss. Not easy if you look at the history the year after. 17 of them missed the playoffs entirely, and 41 of the 56 failed to reach the conference title game. Only three teams lost the Super Bowl and won it the next year. 2018 Patriots, the legendary 72 Dolphins, and the 1971 Cowboys. Here's Eagles GM Howie Roseman on his team's road back to the Super Bowl. Just because you say you're going to get back, I mean, every time... 
team loses in the Super Bowl, everyone, well, we'll be back. We'll be back. Well, we got to make that happen. Yeah. And how do we make that happen? By continuing to do the right things and um, having a good process um, and making sure that we're giving our coaches the right kind of players. Back here with Nick and the guys. Uh, Nick, what do the Eagles need to address this offseason to get back to the Super Bowl next year? Well, I, you can't keep everybody. That's the hard part. When you get to a Super Bowl, you had a great season. You got a lot of great talent. So guys that are free agents, they're going to want to go and get paid. So you have to select, you know, who are the best people that we need to keep for leadership and then also to keep this defense at a high level. So you look at the front, you know, they had some great play up front. They led the NFL in sacks, but usually with a great front, you have a great secondary. So they're going to have, have to make a decision. Do we keep Maybe do we keep somebody in the back end and the front end? Do we just stay to the back end here and go in the secondary? Or do we stay with the front and keep everyone up front? So it's definitely not going to be an easy decision. You also are having a, a defensive coordinator coming in from an outside source. You know, offensively, I think they're going to be perfectly fine. you got a head coach that seems to be great leadership on the offense. You, you hire somebody within that team that's already been there offensively now to be the offensive coordinator. So I think free agent-wise, you try and keep as many pieces as you can on defense. Yeah, Nick, I think you make a good point. And, and I could echo that and say a lot of stuff about the offense and the defense. But we are working with a resident Philadelphia Eagle and Kevin Nagandi. So, Kev, for the first time, I'm going to play host and make you the analyst. So you tell me what in the hell your team needs, Kev, because you follow them every day. I don't follow the Eagles a lot. We can talk about the draft picks. We can talk about Howie Roseman. But you are the resident Philadelphia Eagle. So, Kevin Nagandi, what the hell does your team need to do? First off, love the question. It's open, so you're giving me the chance to answer. So I will say this specifically. They've got to, uh, you know, make sure Jalen Hurts doesn't go anywhere. Give him the contract he wants because the market's going to continue to go up. Specifically, Javon Hargrave, lock him down. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you lock him down the safety before he can test free agency. When you could do that, then the dust settles and you look what's going to happen around you. You pick at 10 as well that's as a enough, 30. That's enough, rap, right? That's enough. Well, you asked me, and hey, I'm going to tell you. That's you know, Miles Way Sanders, no, walk, rap. and then you rap. take somebody no, no, in the no, second no, round no. at running back. All right? So, so Darlington, help us out here that's specifically. It. What do you I, think I, they I need mean, to do? I mean, you want me to follow that? It took that? you entirely too much time I, I to say talk that. About, I agree. I was going to talk about Brian Johnson and the impact he can make and the synergy that still exists on offense, but – I mean, what am I supposed to say after that, Kevin? I mean, at least you showed three teams that made it back after losing the Super Bowl. You know, so you're saying there's a chance? Is that I'm what you're saying? I'm always saying, there's, saying a there's a chance. Are you Kevin? kidding me? Uh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that I could have the form here. But I, to back to, to Ning's point here, Sean Desai. Boog, yeah. I want to get your thoughts here specifically. Sean Desai is the new D.C. Vic Fangio disciple. A little bit different from Jonathan Gannon. What do you expect to see from him early on with the pieces that they have? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Kev, since Vic was basically working for the, the Eagles anyway. Now they get another disciple. So hopefully they can figure out how, how to fix the defense in the middle of the field. Because if you look at the Super Bowl, that's where the Kansas City Chiefs attack. And Howie Roseman has never put a premium value on the linebacker position. And that's kind of the weakest part of their team. Like the front is really good. The secondary, I think, is okay. But the middle of the field, those linebackers were bad. So hopefully Sean Desai can figure out a way to cover up that weakness and how he can go out. And I know he doesn't want to draft a linebacker, but Howie, if you're listening to me or you're listening to your resident Eagle and Kevin Nagandi, 
Hear me when I say this. At some point, you're going to have to draft a linebacker, but I understand you don't like linebackers. You hate linebackers, but your linebackers are terrible. Get a linebacker that can cover someone. You know, Nick made a really good point, though, about the idea of having a new defensive coordinator coming from the outside. The good side of this is that, you know, the Eagles believe that there was some changes that needed to be made on the defensive side of the ball. It's not saying that they were thrilled to lose Gannon by any means, but I think the idea of them bringing in Vic Fangio uh, at the end allowed them to kind of create some new strategy. But ultimately now with a new defensive coordinator who was a hot coordinator uh, around the NFL, this hiring cycle is something that actually could boost this Eagles defense, if they can get going early in training camp and really get that imprint on this roster. By the way, TJ Edwards wasn't anything that bad. to add. Kev? TJ Edwards wasn't hey, as Kev. bad as you described Kev. there, Boog. TJ Edwards and how he does not <laughs> value the linebackers, Kev. but he wasn't that bad. All right, time now for one more thing. The Kev, combine workouts. They start tomorrow. Let's take a look back at some of the standouts here from past combines. And how about this, oh, Booger boy. McFarland? Six foot, 299 yeah, Nick, pounds. Matched up, he wins here. the 40-yard dash. Oh, we will not hear the end of this, Nick. 25 reps of the bench press, uh, Rob, First of at all, six foot three, 260. You win the vertical jump. What do you have to say for yourself, Rob? Well, here's you know, the thing. My 40, 40 time is wrong. I ran 485, <laughs> and yes, I'm a better athlete than me. <laughs> I said, Rob, not you, Bug. Come on, man. You, you, you're deducting. You didn't wear a jacket on the show. 